Well, our moms think we're funny. Oh, well, how do you think this compared to, uh, to Ghost Rider? Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, how does this compare to Ghost Rider? Yeah. Wow. Um, because, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be fair for me to be like, so how do you think this compares to, uh, the first adventure? Like, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not, like, you know, it's, it's just like apples and mailboxes here. Um... Okay, um... I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah, um, yeah, I just, I want you to think about Nicolas Cage slapping his thighs together, eating jelly beans out of a martini glass and cackling at the monkey on the TV, versus whatever the fuck it is we just watched here. Now, now, so. I, now I also have to think about Nicolas Cage with the, with the fake CGI body. Yep, yeah. Like, Holding his nose up and then like and then chopping his teeth at the mirror, um, and uh, of course Rebel Wilson in her finest role yet. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and of course the scene in the jail cell, and um, when he gets the the, the coat, and then he looks at the kid and he goes, "Innocent." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stumbled across a terrible edit of that scene. <laughs> It's just terrible. It plays out the exact same as somebody just dumped him over using a slur instead. Just points at him and says a slur. Wow, that's horrible. It's awful, and I wasn't expecting it at all. It's just like, oh, what the hell is this? Oh, God. Says the guy who made me watch Racist Tomb yesterday. <laughs> you weren't expecting that at all. <laughs> no, of course not. I, I, you, I sure. make bad decisions. <laughs> if you haven't caught on yet, I'm really prone to bad decisions. Oh, man. I'm starting to think that our whole friendship is not really about us being friends. It's just about you trying to show everybody, like, no, 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 I'm not racist. <laughs> no, I have a black friend, I swear. I say, I swear, next time, next time, like, you fall asleep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rub regularly on your neck to see if that makeup comes off. Like, <laughs> there are tattoos there. I fucking knew it. Um, God, it's so hard. Because they both start, well, no, Ghost Rider does not start off promising at all. No. No. It, um... um Jeez. Um. <laughs> also, remember, the first half of this was really, really enjoyable. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, lot, lots of practical effects here. You got stop motion there in the last scene. Mm. Um, God, I'm, I'm trying so hard to like this. Several instances of duck titties. Okay, now see, that, that was good, because... yeah. Again, and I not that I'm a big fan, like oh duck pitties, but you never know what you're missing until like it's there and you yeah realize, yeah like, wow like, like I never thought I'd been turned on by duck titties, but yeah there you, you go. know like you you never know if it's really for you or not until you give it a go. Duck titties, woo! <laughs> Did not know that I was missing duck titties, woo! <laughs> All right, um, now that said, you know Ghost Rider, it, it is my man. It's it's my Nick. Um. So, well, here's what I'm thinking of. Like, which one had better CGI? Uh, did Howard the Duck have any CGI? Oh, well, hey, okay, yeah, computer. Was... I'm sorry. Uh, special effects. I mean, uh, Howard had a lot of practical effects. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the stop motion at the end. Now, I thought like the fact that it was there was really stupid. But uh, see, I think I thought stop motion was very well done. Yeah. 
I mean, and, and I always love stop motion. That said, Ghost Rider's bike transformation is badass. And so is the the the, uh, the caretaker's transformation with the horse. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's really cool. Um, they even they never did say what happened to him at the end. Because he used the last of his ghost powers to take him to uh, El, El, El Taco or whatever it was. Yeah. So that, uh, um, you know, the bad thing is if I actually stop and try to think about it, I can remember the name of the place, <laughs> which is just so sad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, um, let's see what else. Now, I I felt like Howard was in danger at several points in this movie. I never thought Ghost Rider was ever going to lose a fight. No, because he never came close. No, it was like every time he started, he was like, you know, he would kill him and then make a cheesy ass one liner. Um, (laughs) but, um, when he rode, Ghost Rider is the killer from, from Doom Asylum confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) When he rode up. The side of the building, that was really cool. That was pretty tight, yeah. And the scene where he's driving the bike, or the bike's driving him, like, down the street, and everything starts melting. Yeah. That was cool. Um, um, j- jumping into the water was pretty cool. Okay. I have to say this, though. The, um, Nicolas Cage is fantastic in that. And Nicolas Cage is fantastic in everything. I just, when they arrest him, and he's like, I just want you guys to know that uh, I, I'm a big supporter of law enforcement. In fact, if, you know, once I retire from being a stuntman... I plan to enroll and become a law enforcement officer myself. I mean, they, they, he, he, I mean, he, he, he plays everything so well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we also have Ava. So, okay. All right, so, you got Ava Mendez, mm-hmm. Leah Thompson. <sighs> it's, it's, it's two, like, totally different things. Oh, why so? Okay. Ava Mendez and the entire band. Okay, well, the entire band. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying they not. No, you can't have them all. That's, I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, saying comparing, like, okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm attracted to different things about about Leah Thompson than I am about Ava Mendez. Okay. Um, it's just like we've talked about with like the differences between like attractive, pretty, hot, and cute. Yeah. Okay. So, like you know, those are all like really different things. So. All right. So um, um. Uh, I will say that this did not have a, a a really strong supporting character. Tim Robbins' character is very weak and He's unlikable. Annoying. As opposed to Ghost Rider, we have Donald Logue. Mm-hmm. And Donald Logue is great. And one of the things that brings the movie down is when he gets killed. Yep, yep. So, um, that doesn't quite balance it out. It still puts it into the Ghost Rider favor. God, this, yep, this yep. really is hard. It, I know most people are like, like, how can this be that hard? It really is it's hard. It's a tough one. I, I think if I were just like home alone one day and bored and needed to pick between those two movies, mm-hmm. I would probably go with Ghost Rider just because it's Nicolas Cage. But that's an unfair advantage, too. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with Ghost Rider. And the main, the main thing that pushes me over the edge for that is that... I constantly called out because it was... It, I noticed it every time when Howard went from being a an actor in a suit mm-hmm. to being the animatronic or the puppet. And it was so obvious that it it pulled me out of his character each time. Mm-hmm. As where even when the the cheesy transformation sequence and any time after that when Ghost Rider transformed, even though it was still like Nicolas Cage, like it still I it, I, I still stayed like uh, in tune with the with the actor or with yeah, the character. Yeah. That's fair. You know what I want to see though? Hmm. I want to see a rough cut without special effects of Ghost Rider with just Nicolas Cage like acting out all the ghost like overacting <laughs> like all the all the Ghost Rider scenes. <sighs> Guilty. <laughs> um, so I, I do have to give it to Ghost Rider, but it's got it's it's 
a narrow victory. It's a tough decision, isn't it? It is because they're they're both just god awful movies. <laughs> they 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 have they have like some really good long. I mean, some really good parts, but um, but then it's it's brought down by mm-hmm. you know the others. Like it's like okay, this these scenes are really good, but then these scenes are really bad. Yeah, and yeah. these parts are really good, and then these parts are really bad. Okay, so I think that if if somehow. You could go back in time, or if you could find someone to edit in. If I could turn back time. If I could find a way. Find a way. Um, if you could find a way to properly edit in, not just take like one scene of, of them, but properly edit in Rebel Wilson as the waitress in the restaurant. <laughs> Howard Duck would win, hands down. We don't hands down. really serve pets here. <laughs> not the hostess, the, 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 the it's like. Oh, your son's got a really cool costume. Like, I like your son's costume. It's like all... Yeah. <laughs> but if you put Rebel Wilson in that role, right, then... <laughs> even, if, even if we could get her to just just film him and then we just, you know, like... like uh, Just like... Like blue screen him in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> her in. Yeah. Or deep faked her in. Uh, as, even as long as she, I'm not a fan of deep faking at As all. long as she does like the gang sign into the camera at yes. the end. I mean, that, that's what sold that whole scene. When, when she's talking to the cop at the end. Because just like in that episode, when she's talking to the cop about what happened at the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And then she does that. <laughs> that would, okay, yeah. I'd be, I'd be all for it. I would then love it, it. it. I would say Howard the Duck, hands down. I'd love it. Yeah. So um, this was Howard the Duck and it was quite the travesty. <laughs> It's um. Do, did we talk about? I think we talked about Solo, a Star Wars movie, which is really bad. The fact that you have to put, you have to call it Solo, a Star Wars movie, because otherwise people wouldn't know that it was a Star Wars movie because mm-hmm. you know the movie's so bad. But we talked about that last time, didn't we? Um, oh, I, we've talked about it many times. I don't remember specifically what we've said on the podcast. But. Oh well, uh, what I was getting to is that um, that. Uh, you get you, you get a movie. Um, you get your your creative team together. They write the script. They they give it to the to the um, the um, producers and the executives. They read it. They say, okay, yes, this is cool. This is what we want to run with. You start making the movie, and they're like, wait a minute, this is not the movie you said you were going to make. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is because we showed you all of this, and you were cool in the gang with it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I don't think so. So I kind of got to go back to this where they do all that stuff. They give them the script, and no one says, okay, look, we have a second and third act problem here. Which is these are not mm-hmm. like the rest of the movie. They make absolutely no sense. Yeah. We don't have a, we don't even have a good reason as to why, like the 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 uh, demon wants to kill Howard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's just there and he's just evil. That's the extent of his motivation. And the thing is, the first act is very much like the comics. It's not exactly like the comics, but like. You've got all the building blocks there. Like, I, I can feasibly see that being an adaptation of the comics, where mm-hmm. it's like he's he's trapped in a world he never created. He's 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 not in his home. He doesn't like living there. He's confused by the ways of the humans. All that makes sense. And it was like this close to being like really really good all the way through. And I think like the dynamic between Beverly and Howard was really good in the first act. Mm-hmm. Like it it captures exactly what they have in the comics where it's like this this weird oh this this really shouldn't be here but they are romantically attracted to each other and it's weird but everybody just kind of knows it's weird and rolls with it every any, anyway. Right. And then like yeah, it's like second and third act is just like let's just shoehorn a bunch of bizarre sci-fi shit into and it's like just let it let it continue on with what it is. You know, one thing I don't understand or never understood 
in uh, in movies like this where you get one thing of its race or whatever it is, and they come through, and then it's like you know you, we must prepare to bring the others through. Um, okay, well, one of us is more than enough yeah. for everybody. <laughs> Why do I want to share? Why do I want to bring you guys through? Because the only thing we're gonna do is just wreck havoc and shit. Mm-hmm. Why do I? Why do I want to? Okay, why if I if I can have fun for like several years, <laughs> or bring everybody else over and have fun for like a month? Yeah. No. <laughs> you guys. I mean, go. Plus, you guys don't even know what happened to me. You don't know that I'm trying to bring you over. There's no communication, mm-hmm. right? So hell, it's just I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do. Like, plus why? you'd get like a really sweet promotion if you were the only one to take over the planet. Exactly. Like, hey, boss, big news. I know you haven't heard from me from a couple months, but hey, here's an entire ass planet all for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there we go. And yeah, oh, and by the way, I went ahead and uh, properly terraformed it for you and uh, got all this stuff done. So yeah. it's all set for you. Uh, yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, I don't understand that. The, the everything everything in the beginning is really is not really really good, but it's it's well done. It plays into it, and yeah. then it just and then it just diverts into this whole thing. And the whole movie takes place in what, like three or four days, something like that. It's real quick. And they don't explain like things like Howard has several changes of clothes. They never show like if everyone's freaked out about him, he goes to Goodwill and then they would freak out, yeah. Right. And it's one thing to say, Oh, that's a really cool cute costume and the kid goes to buy something, it's like, Okay, now where are your parents? Make sure they know you're buying this and mm-hmm. then his mouth starts to move. That's when I'd be like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that's a really good costume. Yeah. Right? You know, um and so yeah, that they people only freak out when it's convenient for the movie. Yeah, yeah. It, that that kind of stuff is is drawing. Then the other things I talked about, but if you are aiming to the kids' movie, I understand why you don't feel the need, feel the need to go into all those technical details. Um, but you can use mm. some of that technical details to add the humor to the story. Yeah, like yeah. like the fact that when he starts living with Beverly, she's got to adjust to like some things. Like she doesn't need a step ladder to reach all the stuff in the upper cabinets. Yeah, but he yeah. does. You know. Um, yeah, you like know. it needs to be more slice of life because that's what the comics are. I can see her. Um, so again, you know, their proportions are all off because he, his world is different, so smaller. Mm-hmm. I could see a scene where she's trying to convince him to take a bath because yeah. she doesn't have a shower in, in her place. So they say she doesn't have a shower. She just has a bathtub, but. Their bathtubs are bigger than his, so for that, it's like in a, being in a pool. Right, right. And he's like, I can't swim, you know? That that kind of thing in Chibi. Like, well, ducks naturally float, and they're trying to teach him how to float. Just things like that. And you can still yeah. add in the conflict. The conflict could be a part of, like, the thing with the band, and then, like, a rival band, or then her mm-hmm. manager trying to get revenge, you know? Yeah, something like yeah. that. You could add in all that stuff, but instead you go this whole stupid sci-fi route, and then here's the thing. I mean, I really wouldn't have even minded if they brought in Dr. Bong as the villain, because, like... His motivations and shit make sense in the world of Howard. And you know, Dr. Bong is actually a villain in She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, the, the whole, going back to the, whole third wall, the fourth wall break. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so here's the thing that I was, I was griping about earlier, which is um, the, the doctor guy, um, Dr. Jennings, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I feel something like inside of me. Yeah, it's growing yeah. and everything. And then, Not the first time I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, he makes reference to um, that um, they have to... He's taking Beverly because they have to grow inside someone. Yeah, yeah. That's why he kid, That's why he took Beverly. Mm-hmm. But then when you see the portal open up, there's several of them coming through. Full grown. Uh, well, I guess when they come into, they're going to go into her because they're demons, right? And then they're going to grow, right, you know, to regular size. Or, or like, they're going to come in as some kind of like energy thing or whatever. Yeah, and they're going to grow. Yeah. But like, only one can actually well, grow inside of her. Presumably? They never really 
spelled out those rules. Maybe she could have several later. But when she was no longer on the platform and they came through, they would just die because they can't grow outside of a host. Mm-hmm. Howard, you've got to shoot it with a laser. No, I don't. Yeah. You just want me to destroy my only way home. And then Howard reminds her of that when he wakes up and he's like, uh, it's not me because he's saying that the thing has to be inside someone. So he's yeah, like, I yeah. know what you did. I'm not going to call you on your shit, but I know what you did. And and, and it's like, in the minute you don't do what I want you to do, I'm going to expose you for the liar that you are. <laughs> on the flip side, maybe that actually was the demon taking over Howard. And that's why the band was so successful. Because oh. he was a really good manager. Well, I mean, he is a demon. Like, he's not afraid to cross those lines. Yeah, yeah. Plus, like, you know, demons are experts with infernal contracts and things like that. All makes perfect sense. So. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Like, Howard says, like, well, let's talk about this in your office. And he goes and he locks the door and then he, like, just changes into the demon. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. and he reaches over and he, like, grabs his glass and puts him on. Okay, now, let's see here. <laughs> I have a problem with line 41. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, see, that's it. It's like, she, she's got this moment where it's like, oh shit, and then he's like, no, things are going to be better now. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of a man than Howard could ever be for you. Plus, plus, I got all these dicks! <laughs> <laughs> I think I got all these kind of flavors. I got, got Slim Jim over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, th- this is 1990. There's not a ton of hentai in the country yet, but babe, you're going to love it. <laughs> love it! Yeah, yeah, I got Slim Jim over here, and then over here we got the... Uh, we got Black Beauty. And then... <laughs> oh, yeah. I say. Hey, all these tentacles, all those orifices. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah, so, you know, and you don't have to worry about me cheating. I got enough for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think. And, and you say, in some way, you cut to a picture of like Dr. Manhattan, just a single tear runs down his face. <laughs> I tire of this world. <laughs> I thought this would make you happy. <laughs> Lori's leaving and everything. She's going, she's going to, like, Lori leaves to go be with Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Howard the Duck and all of his tentacle penises. I pretend that I'm not upset, but I really am. <laughs> it's, it's 1992. Howard the Duck is possessed with a demon with multiple tentacle penises. <laughs> it's 1994. I'm finally curious about Howard's tentacle penises. <laughs> 1998. I'm never going to get Lori back. I decided to destroy Howard the Duck's home world. <laughs> Good uh, shit. Good shit. Why would I care about a world that has a duck with multiple penises in it? <laughs> uh. Don't know why. That makes me so happy. Just the idea of Dr. Manhattan being obsessed with duck penises. <laughs> I'm just surprised that, that never once, because he, he became that, that cold, unfeeling, like, you know, person, yeah. that never once did he ever be like, oh, Lori, you gotta help me. My blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that would have been cute the first couple of times. Yeah, know? yeah. And then he just going ahead, just forget that he ever, like, make her forget she ever pulled that joke. I'm, and then... I'm sure all the Sonic puns got really old really fast. <laughs> I don't really think I'd be down for a threesome. Yes, I'd be down for a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can see now she's doing an interview with Lori. So um, there are rumors that you guys have all kinds of uh, really weird, wild, uh, uncarnal sex. No, that's that's just definitely not true. Uh, it's uh, I mean, like, uh, like why would I want to have sex with like you know 
like a threesome with like another chick. I wouldn't want to have sex with a threesome with her. That, that just sounds bizarre. You also, you see Dr. Man hands hands. <laughs> of course I want to have sex with another one. Like, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so back to Howard the Duck here. And by the way, Holly Robinson, or also known as Holly Robinson Pete, um, did, uh, did sing a theme song to 21 Jump Street. I should have <laughs> thought that was correct. Nice. Um, it, the movie is, this movie isn't bad. It, I can see where it had potential. And I think for me, that's what sucks the most is that it had a crap ton of potential yeah, and it yeah. just gets squandered with a really horrible plot. Yep. So I guess, and this, I don't think makes it any better, which is, um, so this was directed by Willard Hayek, H-U-Y-C-K. I can make that movie. <laughs> so um, he had previously directed... Um, Messiah of Evil. Don't know anything about that. It was 1973. Um, French Postcards. What do you think about that? Best Defense with uh, Dudley Moore in 1984. The movie that is so bad that they like brought Eddie Murphy in just to <laughs> just to like to to get the box office grosses up. <laughs> horrible, horrible movie. And then he directed Howard the Duck. So this guy's track record is like, Mwah. I mean, this guy like, I mean, wow, he's just fantastic. I mean, he directs movies like Michael Phelps runs relays. <laughs> uh, so he was he the writer of uh, uh, nothing really big. Um, Howard the Duck, Best Defense. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Um, wow. French Postcards, More American Graffiti. Hope he didn't write the title too, because that's just stupid. <laughs> um, Lucky Lady, American Graffiti, Messiah Evil, and Devil's Eight. Hmm. So, I mean, it's not like going into this thing you really thought you're making a good movie because this guy is, is clearly incapable of doing that. <laughs> and, and I'm not just being a dick. You tell me of the movies that I just laid out this guy's like track record. Yeah. You yeah. tell me what Monzo said that this, this guy was going to make a really good movie. That makes me wonder how he got the gig for this. That like, you would think they'd be like, oh, hey, no, why don't we talk to this person who's like actually experienced with the kind of story we want to tell? Oh, his last name is pronounced Hike. H i k e, even though it's spelled H u y c k. I'm gonna just put you over here in the bet in the Brett Favre section <laughs> for people nah, that don't know how to read. I, I don't, I don't accept that. He, that may be what he says, that may be what he believes, but his, his name is Hyuk. Hyuk, 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 So uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how anyone thought that this guy was going to be able to to make a good movie at all. Um, it, it's it. I, I really don't know what they were planning. And you know, you know something else that they did. They, they established in Duck World, like the, the similarities, and you've got the mm-hmm. cute little parodies. But then they just abandoned that. So when he came over to the real world, so you didn't. You ever got a scene where like he went to go watch a movie, and then he was like, "Oh wait a minute," you know? And yeah, yeah, it, that would have been nice. Or like a song that was very similar to like, um, mm-hmm. like you know, one of their songs. Only they slightly different to to match the world. Like if right, he was watching right. Indiana Jones, and uh, and instead of uh, like when he shows them, like uh, it's like. Uh, like jock jock start the plane start the plane and like you see him like him like a duck running is like start the boat start the boat because right, we've already established right. no planes i mean that would have been neat um and i could see like howard then watching a movie is like a plane crash or like the, the, the plane starts get out of control and he's like he was like see that's why we don't fly you know <laughs> things like that would have been great good humor but instead of this whole like it's, I really feel like they, they just they did what a lot of people did and still do now is they go oh this is aimed at kids yeah so yeah. we don't have to explain anything we just throw a bunch of stupid shit together mm-hmm. and then just like 
and they'll love it no matter what. Yeah. That's insulting. I, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I, I think they could have done a lot more with it, and, like, yeah, I mean, even just focusing on, like, a little more world building would have been a lot more fun. So it says that Leah Thompson actually did her own singing. Nice. I guess in the beginning, though, because the, uh, the the sound was out of uh, out of sync, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes it seem like she wasn't. So, but she says she did her own singing. Well, old girl's got a set of pipes on her. Then I, I like the music in this movie. <laughs> Leah Thompson, according to IMDb trivia, Leah Thompson had to have her hairstyle for about two to three hours each day. She admitted later that she was not very happy about the treatment and should have worn a wig instead. It took two to three hours to do that. Seriously. Well. Wow, somebody should have gotten a different job. <laughs> Leah Thompson admitted to fucking the duck costume. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, let's see, I'm trying to see if him. Executive producer George Lucas spent $2 million on, on Howard's duck suit, and eight different actors worked inside the costume. According to a DVD release, a child actor was intended to be the main Howard, but didn't work out. Another actor, Ed Gale... Ended up performing most of the major scenes as Howard um, earning a credit at the start of the film. So, I mean, why would you? Why would you think about putting a kid in that costume? That you could not have a kid playing an adult role. No, no. I mean, I mean, this of course it was Seth Green, but I think he even he was too tall for that because his <laughs> uncle has already told him he couldn't be in those basement movies anymore. So, um, let's see. Uh, it says here the evil overlord is based on the Marvel uh, villain who originally brought Howard to Earth. What? His full title in the comics is Thog, the Nether Spawn Overmaster of Sominus. I do not remember that. Oh, I guess you didn't read everything after all. Oh, fuck right off to Oh, I think I will. <laughs> Here I go. I'm fucking right off. Um, second uh, consecutive financial failure for director William Hayek. Really? The second one? <laughs> Whose previous film, Best Defense was also a box office flop. The failure of this film killed off his directing career for good, and he never <laughs> made another film after this one. Good. Well, he'd only made four total. <laughs> and that was between, like, 1973 and 1986. So it's not like he was, like, on a fast track to, like, you know, like, director town. What's the title of this monster? Uh, the title of the monster is Thog, T-H-O-G. O-G! The Nether Spawn. Overmaster of Sominus, S-O-M-I-N-U-S. Fog the Never, never Spawn. Um, oh, this looks nothing like it. That's that's why I don't remember this shit. Oh, hold on. I'm going to say that, like uh, Mephisto. Yeah, yeah, like... Oh, yeah, that just looks like a, a, a demon creature from hell. But yeah, he's talking to Man-Thing, so, I mean, yeah, that must be the appearance in Giant-Sized Man-Thing. I'm just like, no no wonder I didn't put that together. <laughs> Shortly after the movie was released, Frank Price uh, quit his job as the head of Universal Pictures, uh, the studio that funded the film. Uh, Variety reported the story with the headline, Duck Cooks Price's Goose. Ah, that's clever. <laughs> Chip Zinn was cast as the voice of Howard after filming was completed. During the filming, puppeteer Tim Rose spoke Howard's lines through a, through a microphone. Yeah, who gives a shit? I mean, no offense to Tim Rose, but I mean, I don't really care that you actually spoke the lines that were never heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the ritual in the Florida Everglades. Hmm. It says here, Tori Amos auditioned for the part of Beverly. Hmm. Hmm. How well, sometimes you just don't come through. <laughs> uh, uh, I could almost see that. 
John Cusack and Martin Short audition for the voice of Howard. John Cusack would have been, I think, a good choice. Yeah, I think that would have worked. The cook in the sushi restaurant is wearing an Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom t-shirt. Uh, really? Because, I mean, they barely even showed him. And I, I, was, I was so bored by that whole scene. It didn't really matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the whole oh, fight against man thing. Wow. So it says, names of duck films on movie posters seen in this picture were a splash dance and breeders of the lost stork. Yeah. That's... That's even more adult. Yes. That's like a porno there. Oh, yeah. That's super porno. <laughs> Breeders of the Lost Stork. Wow. Yeah, no, I thought I thought she caught that it was Breeders of the Lost Stork. No, I just saw, I just saw the poster. I was trying to figure out which one it was. Um, wow. It's amazing seeing how many people audition for this role, expecting it, I guess expecting it to be good, and then, of course, <laughs> it wasn't. It should have been. Podcast and author, some dude, I'm not going to say their name because I don't give a shit about him, <laughs> owns one of the world's largest private Howard the Duck collections with memorabilia, casting, crew items, and actual movie props, including the animatronic head used in the movie. I guess he did that to make sure they could never make another one. Because Maybe he I can't to fuck the duck head. I can't imagine him doing it because he liked the movie that much. Wow, well, yeah. Yeah, no, here, here's the here's the giant size Man-Thing special. Man-Thing, Howard the Duck, and Korak, who had been plucked for their own worlds, hmm. had to stop him. Okay. Uh, you you cannot look at this this thing, which you you saw the picture, you saw the demon. You cannot look at that and tell me that that's the same character as no. what we saw in there. Not at all. So, well, I think I think in that one he really is a demon. As where this one they're making him a you know a out of space creature that they call a demon. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> so yeah, this movie is um perfect. It's really bad. So ten out of ten. Highly recommend it. Show your friends. Show your family. The name of the all-girl band was Cherry Bomb, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming is a reference to the Runaways, which is also a, a four-part uh, uh, girl, all-girl group. Yeah, you would think so. Hmm. Oh. Isn't that the one where it's like, Cherry Bomb? Yeah. Which was at, it was Lita Ford and, hold on, Pat Benatar? I don't know. Uh, the only reason I know that is from the Guardian soundtrack. Yeah. Which, great soundtrack. Yeah. Both the uh, Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 just have amazing soundtracks. Yeah. So, this movie was, um, I, I want to see, I just, the last thing I want to do is I just want to see who did the, uh, uh, who did the, um, stop motion. Yeah. Well, I, I think this movie is, uh, you know, the, the peak of, of 90s, uh, filmography. Um, you know, if if you if you ever like just want your your dates to go absolutely perfect, then you know next time you like meeting somebody off of Tinder, just be like, "Hey, babe, you ever seen Howard the Duck?" And uh, you will definitely get laid. Mm-hmm. I can practically guarantee it. Uh, okay, so this is interesting. Um, one of the um, one of the members of the crew, and he was a special effects um, <laughs> killed himself in shame. <laughs> special effects. He worked special effects. His name is Ruben Goldberg. Wow. I had to look to see if it was actually a real person. So wow. I was like, wow, really? Ruben Goldberg? I'm like, really? Okay. He, he had to change his name. For uh, the... Something, yeah. Um, so, yep. Uh, this movie... Let's see. I didn't look into visual effects. Oh, ILM did some rotoscoping and stuff. Hmm. Uh, 
I mean, of course, the ILM did rotoscoping and it did anything with it because, I mean, it's, uh, this was done by, uh, Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. I, I really just want to see who did the, uh, the stop motion that did. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So, all right. Well, this was a movie and I did watch it. It was a movie, and uh, we actually got a you should watch out of this, basically. Really? Well, I mean, it'd be short, but it's, um, movie yeah. went for an hour 50. We've been talking about it for about 40 minutes, so. There was actually a featherer. Wow. Okay. Is that, is that like being a fluffer for uh, George Lucas? Someone's got to keep the duck happy. <laughs> well, somebody got the feather in here. <laughs> so, interesting. All right, so, uh, yeah, there we go. All right. Uh and, uh, yep, yeah, so he said, this is the movie, and I watched it. <laughs> I watched it, didn't care for it. Ten Ten wouldn't watch again. <laughs> gonna show my entire family at Thanksgiving. I'm gonna make them watch it. I'm gonna make them watch it. I'm gonna hype it up so that they think, it's like, oh, this is... You know, this is going to be the big one. It's like, hey, you guys don't know true art until you see Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. It is Phil Tippett. There we go. Stop motion supervisor, Phil Tippett. Wow. It looked like his style. Well, uh, good good job, Phil. Uh, that was, uh, you know, I, I bet you're real proud of yourself. Well, he also did. He also created the uh, Ed 209 model and did the stop motion for Robocop. Yeah. Amongst other things. And he's got a, a movie. Have you seen the trailer for Phil Tippett's stop motion movie? No. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, but Phil Tippett is, is amazing. Um, oh no, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay his work. I'm just saying, I bet he feels real good being associated with this. I think he does. Cause I think that people look at him and be like, man, that movie sucked, but the stop motion was excellent. <laughs> and it was like, that's all Phil Tippett. And they were like, I know you don't have to tell me, <laughs> but no, in, in, in all reality, he's like, man, you guys wasted my talent. Yeah. Don't ever do that shit again. Who's in the credits for making the duck nipples? Um, that it did not say. I mean, I'd like to have that on my business card. Like, yeah, man, I make duck titties. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. (laughs) You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. (laughs) Oh, you know, that's a movie that uh, (laughs) if we... Okay, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, and end this one. And we've got another podcast to do. And I actually want to talk about that because I've been... um, I've been trying to get uh, get mom to watch uh, Django hmm. Unchained, and she's watched a little bit of it. And but I got to be careful because it's getting to that crucial part where she's seen enough scenes that she's going to claim that she's seen it all, mm-hmm. right? Or that she's seen <laughs> that she doesn't need that she's got the plot. They're like, no, 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 no. Um, but she's seen enough to really like intrigue her, and uh, and so uh, so I think I can kind of get her to to, to watch it. All right, but I do want I do want to talk about uh, um uh, like. One particular section of of the movie. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, this was a let's watch and a you should or shouldn't watch. I'm going to say should. I mean, this... To to me, I think it's important to see where Marvel was coming from with their movies. But this wasn't Marvel. I mean, this was... So, this was during the time when... um, It's it's not like... It's not Marvel in that traditional sense. I guess Blade was like really the first one that ever did that. But still, it's a movie about a Marvel character. Right. And, you know, in much the same way of the Captain America films, or, like, the Spider-Man movie, it's like, yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. But, like, I think it's important to see, you know, here's here's how this character was handled back then versus how it would be handled now. 
and I wonder, I wonder if Marvel even had any vested interest in Howard the Duck. They're like, we're going to license this property, want to make a movie off of it, and Marvel's like, okay, yeah, go go ahead, go Howard, nuts. Howard the Duck was their number one selling book for a few years in the seventies. Yeah, but I mean, eighty six though. I mean, uh, and, all, and all the controversy over the rights of the character and stuff like that. I think they, yeah, they were more than happy this, to, be, to be like, yeah, go ahead. I think this was going on right around the time of the of the big fight. And I don't know. I'm not saying anything that like talking bad about uh, about uh, whoever was management or whatever at that time. But it seems to me that a good way of securing your rights would be to give the property to somebody, let them make a travesty out of it, to really basically make <laughs> the Dun and Broad Street of it just go down mm-hmm. and be like. Well, okay, if you want it, you know, like, but it's not worth anything now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're like, why are you going to fight so hard for, for something that, uh, that, you know, that, nope, that, you know, is worthless? Marvel's been petty before. They did that with the rights of the original Human Torch, too. Um, the robot, the android? Yeah, the android. Uh, because, like, the guy was waiting for their licensing to expire on it so he could renew the license and finally had the copyright. And then, like, the the month that that was supposed to happen, they had the character make, like, one panel appearance just to renew their usage of the character. He was like, you know what? I'm done. Just He, he threw, like, all of his original pages in a fire pit and just burned them. Well, that's... Uh, that's not ironic. Bender, what's that called again? Um... <laughs> I guess apropos. I suppose, yeah. To burn pages of a flaming guy in the yeah. yeah, yeah. Now what he should have done was just just burn all the pictures like this, like like burn him out. <laughs> so it just leave this like nice burnt edge around all the scenes where he was. <laughs> I'd buy that dude if That'd he burnt that cool, out. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> and like his human torch. He's you know he's <laughs> he's too hot for the page. <laughs> Flash Spider Man. Um, all right, so we're done. I'm yep, done. Yep, I'm yep. done here. It's been fun. Um, it's been real. Was well, not real fun. I'll, I'll, I'll actually say yes. It's it watch because the first half of it is good, and I and I think that you watch it and you see the potential there. Yeah, and then it'll be like it, it could be better. What what I'm gonna say is before you watch this movie, definitely pick up some of the old comics. Just read some of the old comics. They're fun. They're really, really thought-provoking and insightful. They're different than pretty much anything else Marvel was doing at the time. And, uh... Yeah, it was the 70s. It was such a great time for experimentation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it is a very existential, very, very trippy book. And, uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, so, like, brilliant artwork. Shit, I'm, I'm blanking on who did the art for Howard, but... Val Mayerick. Uh, no. Not originally. It's the guy who did like the really heavy rendering. I, his, his name is listed as creator in um in the uh, the credits. Hmm. Steve Gerber, and Val Meerick. So that's why I said that. He might have. I think he did the giant size man man's uh, thing. Yes, I know how that sounds, but um, I, I think he did that issue. But like, <laughs> I'm cool with it. Um, hold on. Uh, Uh, I'll know the name as soon as I see it. Um, Sorry to keep this going for a little bit longer. You can just always edit it out. That's that's not who I'm thinking. It wasn't wasn't him. It was... uh, Gene Colan. Gene Colan? Yeah, Gene Colan did, like, the original run. 
Really? Yeah, he didn't create the character, but yeah, Gene Colan did like the first like twenty five issues worth of stuff, and he did like really heavy rendering and stuff. It's beautiful work. I'm I'm, I'm shocked that I didn't know because Gene Colan is a, uh, I mean Gene Colan is is a fantastic artist. The Howard the Duck comics have fantastic art. Yeah. Because um, see, uh, actually now I need to look up Gene Colan because um, oh, people also ask, did Howard the Duck sleep with Beverly? Yes. <laughs> if inquiring yeah. minds. Want to know? Yes. That uh, that duck got that poon. Gene Colan, um, uh, co-creator of uh, Blade. And I love his, his style. Like, he did some... He did Daredevil back in the day, too. Yeah. And I, I love his rendering. He does such good shading. I love how his characters... are. They always, they're always, like, extending out. Like, mm-hmm. the, the way he draws them. And it's like there's always this, these, these long, like, shots of, like, their, their leg is all the way back here. Their arm is all the way forward. Yep, and it's, yeah. It's, it's so... And, you know, growing up when I would read his stuff and everything, I didn't like it because I really couldn't, I couldn't see, it, it didn't, it wasn't immediately pleasing to the eye. Yeah. But then yeah. as I like matured and I looked at him like, I love the motion that's caught up in Oh, this. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It, it feels really, really sophisticated and just like, it especially oh, works really well in black and white. Oh, yeah. Look at that, that Doctor Strange, the, the way he's reaching forward and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like his his work works so well in black and white, and that that's one reason why I like the look at that, uh, look at that storm scene. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm telling beautiful. you, dude. Like I, I'm I'm obsessed with his stuff. I I can't believe I was blanking on his name. But yeah, he he did like the first like 26 issue run of Howard or however yes. many it was, and uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful stuff. Now, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like Gene Cullen's work. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I think it helps the story a lot because you know it's Howard's not like which I think people get this mixed up a lot. Howard is not like Roger Rabbit, where it's not like he's this cartoon living in the world of humans. Like he's he's an alien. You know, if if he gets hit by a car, he's not going to get like comically flattened out, and then you have to pump him up, pump him up with a bike pump. He's mm-hmm. just you know <laughs> there would be blood and feathers everywhere, and he would scream a lot until he died. Right. And that that bike pump would only make things worse. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, check out the original Howard comics for sure. They're super good. I can't recommend them highly enough. So, uh, all right. So that's it. There's your final thoughts. That's it. Yep. All right. What the? No, we're gonna talk about this later. <laughs> okay then. Now, bye, everyone. Later, everybody. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.